Hello, and um, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, how are you doing? Long time no listen, and my equipment is being weird. Let me just turn on this light here. Not that you can see it, so it won't make a difference, but it does for me. Anyways, did my mic really just fall? Anyways, we're going to be talking about the Barini Haunting. Yeah. Had to check and see if I said that name correctly. It is Barini. B-E-R-I-N-I. But, um, yeah, let's get into it. Where do all the lonely people go? Where do I belong? These were the words softly uttered to Rose Barini from a little boy dressed in white roaming her upstairs hall. This boy wasn't one of her two children, though, asking odd questions. He was not of this world. So the Barini Haunting is a series of poltergeist activity and it is supposedly based on a true story. It's from this website called yourghoststories.com. So it could be real. It could be a true story, it could be not, it could not be, I mean, but yeah, let's get into it. Joe Barini moved, hold on, Joe Barini, so this guy named Joe Barini moved his wife Rose and her two children from another marriage into his New England home in the late 1970s. And supposedly this house is haunted. They didn't know it was haunted, but, like, the house had a dark, dark past that Joe did not know about. These experiences actually drove them out of their house. Why that is so common with hauntings? Well, it seems common. If they're to the extent that this haunting is. But yeah, they got- they had to leave their house because of these experiences that they've had. So, it all started with this ghost named Sabrina. The first ghost, or not Sabrina, Serena. (laughs) Wow. And she is an important little character that'll be continuously mentioned. Um... 
So, this little girl, she went by the name Serena, and she, what she first said was, Mama, Mama, this is Serena. <laughs> like, is the ghost introducing Serena, or is it saying that the ghost name is Serena and maybe Serena's calling out for her mom but Joe and Rose did not since this home was Joe Barini's ancestral home like it was in his family before him they, Joe did not have any knowledge of there being a relative, a known relative named Serena. So, they were like, I don't know who the heck this ghost is, but it ain't my family. Soon enough, they found out that... Serena, whenever Serena visited it, visited them, visited them, whenever Serena visited them, that something big was going to happen. Like, after the first time that Serena visited, their daughter, Daisy, actually had to get her tonsils removed. And during this operation, she actually, something went wrong, like, during the operation, I don't know exactly what went wrong, but her heart all of a sudden just kind of stopped, and she almost died. This strange coincidence did not go unnoticed by the family. And the visit also coincided with Joe's grandmother's stroke. And Serena visited a night before this grandmother died as well. And one night, Joe, Joe woke to the sound of Serena's voice, only to find his wife choking next to him in her sleep. She had been dreaming about her ex-husband choking her, the ex-husband who she had the two children with. Like, she dreamed that he was choking her in her sleep and she was actually choking. That's like, real creepy, dude. But they soon learned that Carlos, Joe's father, had two younger siblings that had died in, died in the house. And you'll never guess who one of them was. One of the siblings was named Serena. She passed away when she was five years old. The second sibling, Giorgio, passed away when he was eight. It does not say, it did not say how they died, 
just that they had died in the house. Both siblings haunted the house. It is not known how the children died. Yes, I've already said that. But Giorgio said this to Joe once. My oldest brother is the only one who can help me. But help him from what? Help him do what? We will see in a minute. Shortly after that statement, objects had begun to move in a very odd way. Phones flew, doors opened, slammed open and shut, and things were being ripped from Rose and things were being ripped from Rose's hands. Like she would be she would be holding something and then all of a sudden it just goes flying out of her hand. I'm speaking really fast. Because this segment is only seven minutes long so far. But this, after that incident, they were like, okay, we need to seek help. So they got two priests to come into the house and bless the house with prayer, prayers and holy oil. But, well, of course, the activity was calmed, but the calmness was short. Because soon after that, this, like, demon entity thing started appearing. And it once claimed itself to be a minister of God. I don't know what minister of God does the things that it has done when haunting these people, but I don't think it's a minister of God. This entity was a man, a hunched hunchbacked with oversized feet and wore a black cape for some reason when i read that description when I, for some reason when i make that description i think of the babadook yeah and when he, he had this, like, sense of fury and intimidation that would follow him, this entity thing. And along with his appearance, there would be, of course, flying objects and, um... Hold on. Objects would fly, bookcases moved... And later on, physical attacks ensued. The kids were... They were hit several times, but Rose... Suffered the most. Definitely. 
I think at one point she was even dragged out of her bed and she was like she was dangling in midair with like nothing holding her up so for some reason this entity just really liked messing with Rose and Rose was once also struck by this same entity with a freeze by an open freezer door. And another night, Joe was called home from work to find his, to find his and his wife's bed jumping around like feet in the air. And Rose is just sitting in the corner cowering with a little crucifix in her hand like be gone, demon! Oh my. That voice. That voice crack. Yeah, but she was just sitting in the corner with her crucifix like, Be gone, demon! Like, she was scared as heck. But the last incident that happened was when a knife, a carving knife got jammed into their kitchen table and at this point they were just like um I think there's a demon in our house and I don't want to stay here and we need to get a third priest so they got the they got the priest they did a whole second exorcism and yeah, then there was no activity, and the family then welcomed the physical, it's, I have it written down in the notebook, I'm, I'm trying to repeat it from memory, but I have to refer back to the notebook sometimes. The family had then welcomed the Psychical Research Foundation's to investigate the incident. And that is all I know of the story. So, yeah. Alright, this next story is from the same source as the last story. But this one is probably true, because the place is real. It is Alcatraz. I've actually seen Alcatraz from far away. I saw it when I went to California a couple of years ago. Because I was going to Disneyland and visiting my brother who lived there at the time. So, yeah, I got to see Alcatraz from far away, and that was cool. But anyways, let's first get into some history. Now, there was a Native American tribe called the Olone, which is a Miwok Indian word meaning Western people. Now, they believed that the land in which Alcatraz was built on was evil and in fact they 
used it for kind of the same thing that it was used for once it became an actual prison. They sent... They used it for isolation or banishment of people who did not follow tribal laws. And it was still you, but it was still used as an area for food gathering by them. In 1769, the Spanish named the island Isla de los Alcatraces. Traces. My bad. Or Island of the Pelicans, due to its large pelican colony on the island. And in 1848, the island came under U.S. control after the Mexican-American War, as well as California. We got control of California then, for that matter. It was actually a fort. Like, not like, you know, a pillow fort, but it was a fort that was used in... Like, for military purposes. Whoopsie. My filter is moving. But it was used, It was called Fort Alcatraz from 1850 to 1907. And there was a 7,000 cubic landslide. A 7,000, like, cubic area landslide that buried several laborers who were working on the fort at the time and two men were actually killed and uh, that fact will be brought up again later too fun fact people who celebrated the death of lincoln got sent there um, why would you celebrate the death of President Lincoln? I mean, he was a good president. He freed African Americans from slavery. Why would you... S well, I guess if you were a hardcore Southerner who believed... African-Americans were lesser than then maybe that would be why but like still why in 1868 Alcatraz was converted to a prison for military convicts and malcontents of society Yeah. And in the late 1800s to early 1900s, tribal chiefs and Indian chiefs and tribal leaders from Arizona and Alaska were actually incarcerated there along with some of America's worst thieves, rapists, rapists, repeated escapes from escapes from the army, and deserters. Another fun fact, 
or fun fact, another fact about Alcatraz was the guards were armed with machine guns. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to try and escape, you would be gunned down if you tried. Probably. But yeah, let's get into the haunting stories now. First of all, Alcatraz is a federal penitentiary. Ten penitentiary. Penitentiary. Yeah. That's how you say it, right? And it is rumored to be haunted by the prisoners of its past. I mean, imagine being imprisoned there in your actual lifetime, and then once you die, your soul never leaves. So you're basically imprisoned, even in death. You are not free at all. It has a lot of misery, confinement, and fear surrounding it, of course, given that one of the blocks is one of the most, it, like, it's the most haunted area in the building, and this specific block is where Like, I don't want- I'm gonna mention it earlier, so I don't want to give, like, too much away, but it was- It was pretty bad. Like, even- Maybe since the criminals were, like, the worst of the worst, maybe they deserve it, but, like, still. Okay. So, there were- there have been reports of ghostly figures, screams, banging metal doors, and disgusting smells as well as sobbing. Alcatraz is a very sad place. A very creepy, sad place where many, many people went to because they did something wrong, or they didn't do something wrong at all because the tribal leaders and the Indian chiefs, they were just probably Native Americans, and you know, us back in the day when, like back in the, what was it, like back in those, not, I don't want to say pilgrim days, but that's kind of accurate, back in like, when we first arrived to America, like, yeah, they helped us grow corn, and yet we paid them back by killing, pe killing their people, raping their people, just doing all kinds of nasty stuff to them. We took their land? I mean, come on. Nobody owns land. Like, literally, nobody owns land. I know nowadays it's like, money can buy land, but like, nah, Earth owns itself. 
let me get back on track here. The first reported deaths were in 1857, back when it was a fort. This is that 7,000 cubic landslide. I think it's like 7,000 cubic meter meters. I am not too certain. 7,000 cubic yard landslide. Okay. Had to look at a website. At, oh, um, I had to look at legendsofamerica.com for this one. Fact. But yeah, 7,000 cubic yards. That's a lot of landslide. And two men were killed in this landslide. Many, several laborers were buried in it, but I didn't mention that they died, so they survived. But these men were Daniel Pooter and Jacob Unger. They died under a landslide while excavating between the wharf and the guardhouse. This is back when it was a fort. So. Um. Also, many deaths were caused by inmate fights, guard beatings, like guards beating the inmates, which. I don't know what the issue was, but I don't think that should be. I don't think that should have been really allowed, even if it is Alcatraz, you know? But that's just my opinion. And there were also deaths caused by failed attempts to escape the prison. Remember, this prison is on an island, so a person would once they are out of the actual building itself, they would then have to try and find a boat or some type of flotation device to get to California. Well, to get to the shores away from the island. It is sometimes referred to as Helcatraz, like, it's been compared to hell, which, um, probably is accurate, so. And a strange event occurred when the prison block, when a prison block was being isolated. Now, this prison block is cell block D, otherwise known as the hole or sh the strip cells. The reason why it would be called strip cells is because in cell block D, they held the people who broke the most serious rules of Alcatraz. And basically, what they would do is 
strip the prisoners of their clothing and they would put them in rooms which only contained a sink, a toilet, and a small light. They were only given a mattress at nighttime and it was taken away in the morning. And these rooms were super duper cold all of the time. In fact, I think it's cell 14D that is pretty cold. And cell block D is one of is the most haunted area in Alcatraz. Cell 14D is so cold that wearing a jacket barely helps. The area surrounding it is in fact 20 degrees warmer than the actual cell. So, yeah. Um, the taking away of the mattress was to ensure continuous discomfort and punishment, which I think they might kind of deserve since it's Alcatraz and held like the worst of, a wor of the worst in America. But in the 1940s, a guard reported a figure that looked to be from the 1800s that was haunting cell block D. This apparition was seen on several occasions and some prisoners claimed that they were being attacked. This would be by a spirit known as um, it doesn't have a specific name, but it's described to have glowing eyes. So, we're just gonna call it the glowing-eyed, sorry, my mouse is being weird. We're just gonna call it the glowing-eyed spirit, or demon thing. But, yeah, some prisoners had even claimed to have been attacked by a man with glowing eyes. This is probably a demon. Guards thought the screams claiming to be attacked were just hallucinations, given that the cell block was isolated. So... Yeah, but one night an, in an inmate screamed all night that he was being attacked by this glowing-eyed demon thing. And the guards just ignored it because they were, like, used to this type of stuff. They were like, eh, this guy is just hallucinating, so we're just gonna un ignore him. But they shouldn't have done that. Because the next morning... His cell door was found open, and he was found dead with a horrible, horrible look on his face, and he had handprints all around his neck. He was dead. A grimace marred his face, handprints were visible around his throat. These marks were then determined to be 
not self-inflicted. And I don't think this inmate had a roommate in there. Because it's an isolated cell block. I don't know why they would do that. So, yeah. Obviously, these prisoners were legitimately being attacked. And the guard's ignorance resulted in the death of one. But this inmate's spirit the next day appeared in a lineup of prisoners, but then vanished right in front of everyone's eyes. So the guards were just sitting, were just there doing their daily lineup of the prisoners, and they see one that died yesterday. If I saw a ghost that I knew died yesterday, I'd be like, what the heck? I think anyone rea would react, like, surprised in that situation, because they would, like, be like, wait, isn't this person dead? But yeah. And many psychics have reported cold spots, harsh and sudden emotional bursts, apparitions claiming abuse, probably by the guards, or the glowing-eyed demon, vibrations, as well as other ghostly traces. And there are very few spots that are not haunted. These, the spots that are haunted include the hospital, the warden's house, cell blocks C and D, the lighthouse, and the therapy and utility rooms. So yeah, this is a place of some tragedy. And I don't know when it was closed, but I don't think it's... I don't think when I visited it, I think it's... I don't think it's in use. Like, I didn't actually go on to the island and visit Alcatraz. I think that would be cool, but maybe a little bit too scary for me to do. Because, like, I don't know. I don't want to see no glowing-eyed demon thing. Like, I think that would creep me out. Just a pair of glowing eyes. That's not a human spirit. I don't think human spirits' eyes do that. I don't know. But, yeah. So, anyways, that was the story of the Brini hauntings. And the story and history of Alcatraz. The history and the story of the Alcatraz hauntings. 
And that is all for today. I hope you guys have a great day, a great life, a great whatever. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye!